Welcome to the Live Well Podcast. I'm your host, Liv, a naturopathic doctor, mentor, energy healer, Akashic reader, intuitive, energetic business mentor, and honestly, so much more. I help you heal on a physical and emotional level so that you can feel delicious in your health, body, relationships, career, and bank account. This show is for those of you who are looking to go beyond the basic wellness stuff, cut out the BS, and really create a life you love. We talk about health, trauma healing, energetics, feminine energy, wealth, and magnetism so that you can live a life that feels delicious. In these episodes, we will have an honest conversation without the fluffy bullshit. You walk away with all of the insights, tools, and tips to truly live your best life, mind, body, and soul. If you are looking to live well, you are in the right place. For ways to work with me, visit keepupwithlive.com and follow me on Instagram at keepupwithlive for more. And with that, let's get into the show. Hello, everyone. I am excited to be diving into another What Would Live Do? So today we have more of a health one, which is so fun. Again, we will leave the link for filling up the form if you'd like to be featured in What Would Live Do? The more you tell me, the better. And you can just fill out the form, let me know what's going on, and then we'll do a What Would Live Do? So this one is about hypothyroidism and hormones. So is there a link between hypothyroidism and early perimenopause? Apparently I have low progesterone and very high estrogen. What can I do help? So we're going to be diving into hypothyroidism in general, low progesterone, high estrogen, what happens, and obviously what Liv would do, but especially what would Dr. Liv do in this situation. So some symptoms of hypothyroidism are similar to symptoms of perimenopause, right? The fatigue, forgetfulness, mood swings, weight gain, irregular cycles, cold intolerance. The number one thing that I'm just going to, it's kind of like I'm doing my due diligence right now. And this goes for everyone, but especially I'm just going to set a reminder. You need to be gluten-free. Like there's absolutely no option. And I don't mean like, oh, you're gluten-free sometimes. I mean, if you got thyroid issues, you have to treat it like you are allergic to gluten right? Because there are antibodies to gliadin that make the body attack thyroid tissue. So when you eat gluten, the molecular mimicry makes your body attack your thyroid. If your thyroid is under functioning, we obviously do not want to attack your thyroid. I mean, we don't want to attack your thyroid anytime. And you also like don't want to get hypothyroidism from eating gluten. So let's also like just clock the gluten no matter who you are. But that needs to be like right off 100% of the time off the bat, I want to make sure you're 100% gluten-free. The next thing is I want to mention liver support. So you noted having like high estrogen, low progesterone, it does sound like your liver is blocked, blocked up. So whether there's a blockage in the phase one detox or the phase two detox, there's something going on there where your liver is not able to properly metabolize hormones, which are then probably contributing to your early perimenopause symptoms. Now, all of this can be completely reversed and healed. Let's just say that. Like, I don't want you to think that you're going into menopause or that like, no, it does sound like your symptoms are indicative of that because of just your hypothyroidism and because of a backed up liver. Now, liver is very much tied to anger. So I'm not sure what kind of anger release you do or what kind of, if you've ever done any like work with your anger for a lot of women, anger can be something that, oh, I'm not angry. And if you Anytime I hear a woman say to me, oh, I don't get angry. I'm not angry. I'm like, Lord, we need to release a ton of angry. At least if you came to me saying, I know you're angry. I'm like, all right, cool. When you say you, you're not angry, then I'm like, oh, we really got to dig deep, right? So liver support for sure. Um, 
obviously I can't give like specific liver support for you like on the podcast, but if you want to reach out and kind of work one-on-one, we can do that just because I would need to know your history of any medications you're on or anything because liver support by clearing it out, it can make other medications work slower or faster. And obviously (laughs) that could be very problematic in certain situations, especially like if you're on birth control and I start speeding up your liver, (laughs) your birth control is not going to be doing what it should. So whatever it is, um, liver support, both a mentally, like from a mental, emotional standpoint with anger, and then from a physical standpoint as well. But most importantly, I do want to dive into the kind of the energetics and the emotional roots behind this, because the emotional and energetic roots are, are the root. It, it is the foundation from which all physical stuff comes, right? Your liver is only backed up because of the anger, right? And so while there are beautiful natural remedies to help move your liver along, unless you address the anger, it's going to keep needing support, right? So I want you to think about specifically where you're putting yourself under pressure to be faster or where you're being put under pressure. Very much this energy for too little time for too many things. And especially as a child, you may have been told to shut up or threatened with like, wait till your father gets home. You may have been like bullied really made to like hush the whole thing of like children should be seen and not heard, that kind of thing. And so what happens is these situations create underlying fears that cause a suppression of expression and keep your body in a state of fight or flight. Obviously we know it's called sympathetic, right? And so this kind of fear is then created and then we get your adrenals being affected. And eventually over time you end up with adrenal exhaustion and adrenaline is a hormone or like has hormones are regulated by the thyroid. So it's not just adrenaline that is affected through the fight or flight response, but estrogen, progesterone, also testosterone, DHEA, cortisol, all are regulated by the thyroid. So thyroid has to do with self-expression, specifically of not having your turn. So think about where you feel, even in your current day life of when is it gonna be my turn, where you felt when you were younger, when is it gonna be my turn, but also how you speak up for yourself. Are you speaking up for yourself? Are you asking for what you want, right? Because when we shy away for what we want, this usually means we don't feel we have the the right to these things, right? And so where are you not actually expressing your needs in a day-to-day basis, work, relationships, et cetera? And again, this is probably because you were made to be shushed when you were younger. And so you learned to shush and now this energy is building up in your thyroid. And then as a downstream effect, we're getting perimenopause symptoms. So when we can't express our needs to ourselves and to other people, our internal parts start fighting one another, right? And then our inner sense of spirit, our energy, we feel cut off alone, right? And so these stored unfelt emotions are ultimately you just wanting to be heard. And so the energy pattern of, you know, this repressed not being heard can be only opened if you start allowing yourself to be heard. Right. And even think about where you might be attracting in the wrong kinds of relationships because of this, because you're not expressing your needs. And so unhelpful relationships enable the pattern to continue. That is, of course, until you begin to realize that you need to speak up and speak your needs. Right. So think about where because of this, you have weak personal boundaries and really a lack of trust in your judgment, right? Because when your boundaries are weak, it is difficult to know when it's appropriate to speak up and when to not, right? And so then it's like, oh, do I speak up? Do I not? And then you, all of that gets muddled. And you often feel like maybe you missed the mark, right? 
And then no one maybe feel disregarded. No one took notice. And so it kind of gets this cycle of a fear of, well, what if I'm wrong? What if I'm not good enough? Can't speak your voice. Can't speak up for yourself. Other people making decisions for you, but then you're not communicating your needs, probably denying your own needs. Yeah. And all of that starts to cycle. Remember, you were probably made or brought up to be quiet, a quiet, good little girl. And maybe when you were emotionally excited, you were told to shh, be quiet. So even when you were happy, you were made to feel like you should be quiet. I feel like these episodes, when I talk about inner child work, also gives parents like a lot of ideas of like what not to do, which, spoiler alert, this year, I think it's coming, guys, this year, I think it's coming. And by that, I mean how to not have your kids up or minimize how much your kids get emotional, nervous system dysregulation and trauma. <laughs> so when you're emotionally excited, we told to shush, be quiet. And then now you can't get excited over things. Or now you feel like you can't be big and loud. You, your voice, like you can't use it. Right? Cause growing up, it felt wrong when you wanted to speak, to share and express your own feelings, opinions, even just something as excitement. So where can you a speak your needs and just start using your voice more? Where can you use your voice more? Where can you make more noise? Where can you more sighs, more groans, more moaning in the bedroom, more singing in the shower, more where can like you just get the energy flowing there, right? And the last thing I want to add to this is that, especially as a kid, if you felt like you had to keep secrets or carry burdens, this is going to block your ability to have like your voice kind of be free flowing, right? I don't know. You could have like Mom said, don't tell dad this, or dad said, don't tell mom, or your brother or sister would be like, don't tell mom this. Like all of that stuff, <laughs> those negative experiences can cause you to deny and repress a part of your truth, usually out of fear of shame, right? And then it blocks the free flow of energy. And then of course, with hormones and stuff like that, anything to do with hormones is always feminine energy. So I'm curious to know like where your feminine energy is at. I'm not sure, but these are definitely the things you want to think about when starting to link through this. And if you need further support, like I said, there is one-on-one for you. Actually, I even well-nourished, I think would be a beautiful container for you. This is where we do all of the emotional work, somatic work to clear your symptoms by rewiring your nervous system, recoding it. And the thing that makes us different is that we work on the physical body, the emotional body, and the, the mental body all at the same time. A lot of time there is only one thing you work on. So you might, I don't know, see another naturopath and they give you a supplement great. That's your physical body. We might do like this, but there's nothing that kind of brings it all together like well-nourished. So we'll leave the link down for that below if that sounds good to you. And other than that, if you want to be on the next, what would live do, we're going to leave the form for that down below and I will see you guys in the next episode.